Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How did get 30, 30, get 30, bet get 20, 20, 20, bet get 20, 20, bet get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You want to nail the bank robbers and be a big hero? Time to rock and roll. Everybody free! We are the ex-presidents. The ex-presidents are surfers. Everybody up! Put away, keep your hands where I can see them! Surfers. Surfers. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, and please don't forget to vote! Welcome to The Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. Be a part of the conversation as industry insiders, genre lovers, and cinephiles Dare to peek beyond the curtains of imagination and dive into the art of cinema. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. Now here's your host, Armand Haddad. Hector, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad that you're here. And you brought a doozy of a topic today because I was like, you know what, Hector, it's been a minute. What movies should we watch? And you gave me three options and I chose Point Break. And we then we decided to watch both of them, but we'll get into that later. So I want to ask you, Hector, how did you first discover the film Point Break? So I actually saw it this week for the first time. Uh, Ruthie and I have the week off and we're like, let's just goof around. Let's watch some movies, too. And she picked a movie. Uh, she I didn't particularly like it was a childhood favorite of hers. She's want to watch for nostalgia, and I'm like, I, eh. And then she wanted to redeem herself. She's like, let's watch Point Break. And I'm like, okay, we'll see if I like it. And I, I, I love this movie, Armand. <laughs> really? It's I mean, really fun. I mean, you have a young Keanu Reeves. We have uh, Patrick Swayze. Even Gary Busey is in this film. And I didn't expect all of that. I don't know what I expected. I simply knew of Point Break because of Hot Fuzz. Uh, same the cop film yes did you also laugh at that one scene as soon as it came up which scene the gun in the air and the shooting off and yelling. oh it's like my first thought was hot fuzz and i really i just started laughing no i didn't laugh at it but i was like i pointed at the tv i was like oh i know what that is it's happening i know what that is i saw it and i clapped <laughs> like i was it was I can't believe, like, it's one of those movies that I've heard about most of my life, but I haven't seen. And, like, I talk to a lot of people older than me, and they're like, oh, Point Break. Oh, uh, Johnny Utah. And I was like, I wish I understood these references. And I finally do, because I, too, also watched this for the first time because of your recommendation. And I thought it was a pretty good movie. I was pretty impressed. And then I watched the remake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you think of that remake? Since you loved the first film so much. Oh man, it was so bad. I I had a really good TLDR on like my letterbox, which was like, was it like there's no fun? Also needs more homoeroticism. Needs the homoeroticism of the original. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
man, it was so boring. It, I think I was talking, Ruth and I were watching the game, we were trash talking it as we do. And there was one part I'm like, this is just like if you gave a CW like reboot, gritty reboot, but with like a budget, it's just not good. Yeah, I was, I mean, I gave it a shot. I was like, you know what? Let me, let me see. Let me just check it out. I'll go in with an open mind. And very quickly, I'm like, oh, my God. No, same. <laughs> I don't even know if I can even consider this a film. Nah. It felt like a two-hour music video for MTV or, like, exports. I was like, yeah, this, uh, this is just an excuse to show off, like, really cool stunts. Oh, yeah, like, no, the stunts were amazing. Yeah, because it was all real, and you could tell that they're real. I was like, this is, like, cool, but this isn't a movie. Yeah. You know? There's yeah. no plot to this. And, like, the plot is, like, just talking at me, the audience. And I'm like, oh, no. Hector, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> it's Drive Angry all over again, Hector. <laughs> the drive Angry looks like Citizen Kane. <laughs> next to the remake of Point Break. There is a story <laughs> with Drive Angry. There is a plot. There are characters. Uh, with Point Break remake, it's like, oh my god. This is like, it has the major plot points, I guess, of Point Break 1991. But Point Break 2015 is just like a shallow, shallow attempt. I'm, they don't even try to hide it. It's I, like, we have the IP to Point Break. We're going to make a, quote, Point Break film. And yet I'm left like this. This is not Point Break. No. I feel bad for anyone that went to the theater for this right? film. Actually, um, <laughs> Ruthie was telling me the story. Uh, she was she was in like, I think we were both in. This was 2015? Yes. Yeah, she was like still in high school. She was with her mom watching a movie. And her mom's a huge Keanu Reeves fan. We all we all are in that household. But, like, she's a huge Keanu Reeves fan. And I think just from, like, Keanu not being in it, she was like, I'm not going to watch it. And Ruth was like, it looks all right. She didn't see it, but she was like, it might be good. And then we rewatched and she was like, I, may, I dodged such a big bullet there. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, this felt like a film to, like, generate money i was like you know what what ips we got point break well that was a that was a big film you know 30 years ago let's redo it but uh let's not put a whole lot of effort into it let's just like try to make the, it, it, it wasn't even a cheap film to make like they went on location i was just i'm just baffled on like who the target audience was for this film because it's like it felt like it was the production house was like an MTV production house where you have like these long establishing shots of like partying, people partying on the yachts, people partying all over the world, extreme sports. And it's like, okay, you're trying to go after like the dude bro culture, but the dude bro culture is probably not going to be interested in this film because oh, I don't know, there's no, barely any action in this film. Like, there's, like, one scene in the beginning which shows, like, the bank heist. And then that's it. For a long time. Damn. 
I was looking at the runtime. I was like, all right. I'm being explained everything about the the characters, the motivations, the enemies, the world. It's all being told to me. Told to me, not visually told to me, verbally told to me. All the action is done in a conference room where they're just telling the audience, like, this is what Point Break is. They have Don't to go the after the big grading. kahuna. What? Don't forget the weird color grading. That threw me off so much. Like, I know it was like, the, again, the gritty reboot era. But, like, man, like, the original has so much, like, it has that nice grainy kind of color and feel to it. Because they're shot on film. Yeah. And then you. this one's just, like, you want to replicate that? Nah. I'm wondering if this was, like, you know how sometimes it's like, oh, man, I want to, this script is good, but it won't mm-hmm. sell. Let's just make it a reboot. I'm wondering if this was some of that, because the Ozaki yes. 8. Absolutely. The whole Ozaki 8 aspect was like, what? This was nothing like the original. Okay, this is definitely a script fix or a script Absolutely. Uh, hack. This definitely felt like, let's slap on Point Break on this and sell it as a Point Break movie. This, this felt like nothing compared to the original. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I want to fully get into these two movies, but especially with the first film, because let's talk about the first film and why that worked and why the remake did not work. So Hector, can you explain in broad strokes what Point Break 1991 is all about? All right. So uh, Johnny Utah, best in top of his class, FBI. He joins the... Uh... Was it the jewelry heist? I no. He you're thinking the, of the you're thinking of the remake. The remake. Yeah, no, 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 no. Bank robbery. Right, right. Yeah, they're stealing they money. In, they're stealing money. Bank <laughs> robbery. Money. They steal. Uh, they're part of the bank robbery division. There's these guys known as the ex presidents, who are breaking into banks a handful of times a year, and then they just disappear. They're in and out in ninety seconds. No one's been able to catch them. So Johnny meets his partner Pop Pappas. And Papa's just like, I think they're surfers because of, like, one of them, they got, like, a bit of a skin sample. And it's like, this chemical that they had on their backside is mainly used in surf wax. So Johnny Utah takes that. was on the bottom that... of their shoe, actually. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the bottom of their shoe. So. They just have, like, a big piece of skin. Oh, man, my flesh came off. No, it was on the bottom <laughs> of their shoe. <laughs> well, I thought it was, like, because, you know, when you're leaning on the board. And it's covered in wax to help you grip it. Oh, so I thought, okay. like, oh, when they slid around, okay, but no, the shoe makes a lot of sense too. Yeah, it was on the bottom of the shoe. So, they, so he infiltrates. He basically meets this girl when he tries to learn to surf, who's like, "Don't surf," and get out of the beach. Named Tyler, and he learns that she has dead parents, and he's like, "Oh, I can also pretend I have dead parents." So he uses that to like basically get in with the crew of surfers and he thinks it's neo-nazis it's not because there's also neo-nazi surfers he ends up learning oh it's this ragtag group of friends which anyone who's heard of the movie knew it was coming it still hits like a truck though as a testament to the movie's like emotional core yes uh put a pin in that but go on (laughs) (laughs) and then basically Bodie, the leader of the group's like hey johnny i know you're an fbi agent because they almost get, he almost ca- catches them. Come join us. And he tries to convince them. It's not working though. And he's like, just in case he has Tyler kidnapped. Basically he becomes an assessor to a bank robbery. It gets completely botched. Uh, and then Johnny's running away to catch Bodie. And basically it ends with uh, Bodie running away 
at the very end of the thing. And like a year later, he catches him for that 50 year wave. And he's like, let me go. Let me do this. And, you know, because they're bros, he lets him do it, even though Johnny lets him go, knowing he's going to die anyway. And like the big kahuna, the big kahuna. (laughs) Yeah, I love this movie. (laughs) What you described, like, I thought the movie was okay. Like, it didn't, it didn't change my life forever, but I'm not going to say that's not a good movie. It's a good movie. I could see why people love it so much. Because there is an emotional weight uh, with the story. We have this FBI agent going undercover, trying to figure out who's doing all these bank robberies. He believes it's surfers. He infiltrates the surfers. And he then befriends the main surfing guy, Bodie, played by Patrick Swayze. He falls in love with one of the surfer girls. Um, I forget her name. Tyler. Tyler, played by Lori Petty. Like, he, there's an emotional weight. He's like, oh, this isn't, this is more than an assignment. Like, I'm falling in love with these people, both uh, platonically and romantically. And then when it comes time to actually, you know, uh, and let's, let's get into the plot, like, um, reveal who these people are. He can't do it. It's like, oh my god! Like these are my friends. Like you talked about that uh, climactic moment where he's like chasing the guy, and then he finally has him in its sights. And he just and then they lock eyes. Yeah, he doesn't even have the mask off. He knew in that moment because like there's some benefit of the doubt because like he doesn't know if these surfers are actually robbing these banks, but like locking eyes with that guy with the mask on. He knew it was his friends. He knew it was Bodie and he couldn't shoot him. And it's like, Ooh, there's a weight to that. And with the remake, they re they cheated their way to remake that scene where, uh, in the remake, they don't wear masks. They have, it's motocross. Now Uh, they have the helmets with like the etched on the president's faces on it, which is, all right, it's pretty cool. But like that chase scene, he doesn't have the mask on. That tension is uh, lessened because we don't know if Bodhi is actually the bank robber. That is completely taken away. And we're, we're, we're brought to that moment where uh, Johnny Utah has the sights on Bodhi and then for no reason shoots his gun in the air. In the remake. And it's like, oh no. This is stupid. It's so stupid. Because in the original, it's like, it's he earned. can't shoot his friend. He can't kill his friend. And then the the next one, it's like, you could have killed him. There's no reason for you to not shoot this guy. There is no budding friendship. No. I didn't feel the friendship. No. I didn't feel the romance either between, uh, what's her name? There wasn't uh, a romance. I know, but like it was Samsara, Samsara. Instead of Tyler, for some reason, they're like, it's Samsara now. And I'm like, I hate this so much. (laughs) Like there wasn't a romance because there just wasn't one. She was like, I'm going to go for a swim. You want to come with me? And he was like, I'm an FBI agent, but you know, this is part of the assignment. So it was like, I want to just hook up with this chick. Not like, oh my God, this girl. Because like, from the get-go in the remake, why it didn't work, why there is no emotional uh, attachment is because there was tension between Johnny Utah and Tyler, the girl, uh, in the first movie. She didn't like him. 
She begrudgingly was like, all right, I'm going to teach you how to surf. Oh, then they became friends. And then, then the romance blossomed from there. Kind of like a, a, a realistic relationship. With the remake, they skipped all that. And they're like, hey, they're attracted to each other right off the bat. That's it. Yeah. There's no character development. There's no. no character development for Johnny Utah in the remake or any of these characters. There's there's zero characters. It's just an excuse to see really cool stunts, really cool um, motocross and snowboarding and the 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 flying squirrel suit going down the the, the mountain. The base, yeah, That's the all awesome to see. Sick. Yeah, it was sick. It was cool. Did you notice they added like. I cool swarm they added like airplane noises as they were going down the mountain, by the way. So I'm like, that's not how it sounds like. It's just fabric. <laughs> Why am I here like a going? That, that's that makes it more cool, Hector. You don't understand. It's extreme. It's extreme. It's not extreme enough. We need the sound effects. We need like if Michael Bay directed this movie, we have like explosions as they're going down the mountain. Uh, did you see Ambulance from last year? Uh no. I haven't seen it, but I've, Why I've on seen Earth bits. would I see that? I've heard a little, but like supposedly he does really good drone shots. So like we could have gotten drone shot Michael Bay in this movie would have been a lot better. It's a little bit before drones were. I know, uh, I know. know. And we can remake it now, Armand. Why not? No, we'll get we'll we'll get there on Third, how second tries the charm, right? Yeah, since <laughs> since your podcast reshoot is all about how you would reshoot the movie to make it work. We'll get into that in a little bit. But with this film, uh, Point Break, like, I can see why it was such a cultural phenomenon. Because, like, it definitely, the first film, definitely feels like a time capsule of the time in 1991. Because, like, we're getting out of the 80s. So there's a little bit of that 80s sheen to this film of, like, um, running, gunning, and, you know, buddy cops that were huge in the 80s that whole genre we don't really have that anymore but like with this film there was like there was heart to it because like even though it was a serious movie there was still there was still some lightheartedness to the film especially with the kind of keanu reeves's character wouldn't you agree i yes i think it's also there's a sincerity to it mm, it's like yeah. yeah his name's johnny utah you're going to love him. Like it, it's sincere. It's putting it's everything out there. It hardened the sleeve, you know, Bodhi, that's such a like goofy name now, but like, no, you're going to love these characters. Trust us. And the new one, I think when they like Johnny Utah, right? It's like, that's not my real name. It's this, you know, I'm like, Oh, I see what you're doing. That's why this movie's. that's when I knew this movie wasn't going to be good because it's not willing to be sincere. You yeah. know, it's willing, not willing to try to get the audience to care because it doesn't care itself. But that's it why I like the original because it's just so sincere and it's just, you know, it's it's all silly when you say it out loud. But like it's it does it so earnestly and it wants you to believe it so hard. You're just like, sure. And it, it's all the yeah. better for it. Yeah, I agree. Like, like you said, it wears its heart on its sleeve. and. It's like, you know, take it or leave it. This is the story that we want to tell. And yeah, with the new one, it's like, my name's Johnny Utah, but don't actually call me. That's kind of lame. Like, let's get into reshooting this film because I want to get into it. 
for me, I think if you're going to remake Point Break, which I remember when it came out, uh, because like you said, during that time, we had a lot of these reboots for no damn reason. Yeah. And I just feel like it's lazy writing and it's just like a quick cash grab. It's like, oh, remember Point Break? Remember the Evil Dead? Remember Hawaii Five O? I remember. I remember. Oh yeah, I remember. That was fantastic. And with this movie, I felt like it would have been better if it went the comedy route, kind of like Twenty Two Jump Street, because we have Twenty One Jump Street, which was a teen drama. Yeah, so it's like easier to make it into a comedy. But like, you totally could have made Point Break into like a buddy cop movie where it's like you have Johnny Utah and he's like um, the the young gun. And then Gary Busey's character could have been like the straight man. Like, oh, man, like we have to do like, you know, you could have had that. It's overdone, but like subverting the expectations of that buddy cop movie and making it into a comedy kind of like Beverly Hills Cop. I think that could have worked with the subject matter instead of making it into serious movie that's kind of like a knockoff of Fast and the Furious or it's just like like I said earlier it's like what are you going for like Hector if you were to reshoot this movie would you have gone the serious routes or would you have gone comedy routes or would you have gone the sincere routes since you love that that actually so we the night we watched it, Ruthie's like, "Oh, I found my next choice because it's her turn to pick next after we finally released our backlog of episodes." Yeah, I'm gonna tell you now what I did. What'd you do? Reveal it. Bodhi's not the leader in this version. It's Roach. <gasps> Go on. Bodhi is the happy. He's the true believer of the Ozaki Eight stuff. He desperately believes it. He wants to reach that enlightenment. Right. Okay. So Johnny is uh Johnny still th- keep that bit where he did lose his friend in the very beginning that this movie doesn't really play much with. Cuz I'm like that's an interesting angle for him joining the FBI. So they both meet, they're both sincerely becoming friends, right? Like when like I think the thing that ruined the scene when they met is that Bodhi's like, oh, I don't care, it's fine. But he's like still actually pissed that he missed the wave. Yeah. Right? I think Bodhi doesn't care. Because he's like, I can still do it some other time, right? Like, I, I've got time. I'm invincible. You know, I'm young, I'm invincible. So that earnestness leads to them being friends. So they keep doing stuff. Or, you know, they're not letting Johnny in quite yet. And finally, Bodhi, or sorry, Roach dies on the mountain and now Bodhi's in charge. Bodhi is like, okay, uh, we're still going to do the original mind thing, but I don't think we should do it like this. Let's do it like this. Like I've looked at the guard schematics, whatever. I think we're going to switch. Cause in both movies, it's always uh, Johnny's point of view exclusively. Yeah. I think I like the dual protagonist bit here. Let's get Bodhi's point of view shine a little. So he's definitely yeah. trying to become the leader roaches in a sense, but still oh. hold on to his beliefs. Okay. So, the mi- so we, okay. So you have that parallelism between, uh, Johnny Utah, who is the newcomer of the FBI. And then we have 
um, Bodhi doing that in the extreme sports community where he is also the young gun and he's trying to become that figurehead of this group. Right. Sort of. Well, he's thrust into it and he's not, he's clearly not ready for it. Right. He's a young, like I said, he's a very naive, you know, what stars in his eyes. I believe in this Ozaki enlightenment thing, like this, yeah. this kind of figure. So the mind thing goes wrong. The guard's about to shoot Johnny. And his whole thing was, I never want to kill. Like, let's say others are more willing to kill. You can maybe a little verbal. He's the only one who doesn't want to kill. The, his gun is supposed to be fake. He grabs a real gun. He shoots the guard, who, the security guard of the mine who's about to shoot Johnny. Yeah. Johnny still tells him FBI, freeze. Bodhi escapes, and now he's conflicted, right? Like, I saved Johnny, and now I'm wanted. And now he's starting to get more jaded. So during the escape, so the mountains, not when they do the big chase, the big chase happens when the girl, the Samsara, whatever her name is. Yeah. uh, While they're running and they're trying to get away. uh, From the bank, he basically accidentally without thinking grabs her and uses her as a human shield to block some bullets. So now she's actually really, huh? This is a great fan fiction. Thank you. Uh, if you want more of this, listen to reshoot everyone. <laughs> and I'm just kind of good at film. No. So now he's running right now. The chase is happening. He has, Johnny has a chance to catch him. He looks at Bodhi's eyes and he sees the same guilt. They're both guilty of letting someone die. Johnny with his friend, because he egged him on to do the stunt. Yeah, and Bodhi now with two people, he sees the same guilt. He can't shoot him. He does the and shoots up in the air. It's earned. So the rest of the movie basically plays out the same, but now the part where Johnny lets him get his enlightenment at the end is completely earned because he does respect him and he does know like this might be his way of getting enlightenment. Yeah, or it's just his way of a death wish. We don't know which. We will never fully know which. It's ambiguous. And that's how I'd fix the remake. I think that's a good focus because like, because you're focusing in on the enlightenment um, aspect of the film while the film focused in on the, I felt like the film focused more on not really the spiritual journey for Bodhi, but rather completing this, what's it called? The Ozaki eight. Yes. Yeah. Like it's almost like, Oh, we need to do this before we die. It's like almost like for fame. While in the first film, it was like, I mean, the first film was just focused solely on surfing or it's like, Oh, I am one with the earth. I am riding the wave. And like, that makes sense. It's like, okay. It's like, I'm not really, I don't, I don't surf. I know people that surf and I don't really, I didn't really think much of it, but like watching Point Break 1991, I was like, oh, it's like almost an insight into the surfing culture of Mm -hmm. the time. And it's like, oh, I'm learning something. I'm learning. I'm with Johnny Utah because Johnny Utah is learning to surf and he's getting closer to these people 
And that's where the movie shined. That's where the movie worked. It's like, yeah, we have like this, the whole reason is like, okay, he's trying to figure out who's robbing the banks and he believes it's these people. He infiltrates them. But like the heart of the movie is like him learning to surf, him becoming close to this group of people. And it's like him diving into subculture and then he ends up becoming part of it. And with the remake, you don't have that at all. Do you surf every day? You know, like the, when he catches them at the end and the original. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I think that's the line that kind of sells the whole thing of the movie. Like they both change each other. I don't know. Not young, dumb and full of cum. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Yeah. That too. <laughs> that too. I was like, oh, I wish I was anyways. But (laughs) (laughs) with the remake, focusing in on Bodhi's journey would have worked because like what the filmmakers did, they didn't do that. They Mm kind of did that. And like I was watching, I'm like, this is not the points of the original film. I understand you're trying to modernize it. And that's cool. You can modernize it. You can use like a different sport, but surfing has like, I don't know. It makes sense. Like you're riding mother nature, the waves, and it's like, you're becoming one with the earth. There's not a whole lot of other sports that can do that. So I thought the whole movie is going to be about motocross. And I was like, okay, I guess we could do that. But why, why fix something that isn't broken? You could have had a surfing movie, but instead they're like, we need to up the ante when you do this Ozaki eight where we're driving all over the world and they're using the money to do that. And it's like, that's not also the point of the first film. The first film, the people are robbing the banks so they, they can like live out their surfing dream. Essentially they, well, actually they rob the banks so they could surf all summer and then live the rest of the time, the rest of the year when they're not surfing. So it just doesn't damn, it doesn't make sense that they're, in the remake, burning all this money just to fulfill this dream. It just seems... We're supposed to get back to the Earth, which doesn't make much sense with some of the actions they take either. Yes! In the beginning of the film, of the remake, they're like, they're robbing these diamonds and then they give it to this impoverished village in Africa. And I'm like, okay, we're doing like a Robin Hood angle. Right? I would have loved that. And then that didn't go anywhere. Nah. And it wasn't brought up again because the the rest of the actions of that team for the rest of the movie is let's steal as much money as possible for ourselves. Right? Yeah. The funny thing is, uh, going back to that diamond thing, Ruthie was telling me like, you know, one cut diamonds aren't really worth much. Right. <laughs> Which was just super funny to me. Cause like, wow, even they failed at that too. Like, Oh, it was just funny. Yeah, like, I mean, we could just shit on this film for for a while, but like, it just it just blows my mind on how bad it was. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And then, like, I paused it halfway through, and I'm like, should I stop watching? I could just stop watching this. But I was like, no, I must soldier on because I have to know. What's the whole point of this movie? I was also there, too. I think after the snowboarding bit, I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I can continue. I think I took, like, a 10-minute break and just (laughs) did other stuff. And then I continued it with Ruthie, and then we're just like, yeah, this isn't. I'm going to reveal something to you. I don't do this much, but this movie was so bad. I had it on in the background. And I was like doing dishes. I was like doing stuff. I was like, you know what? This movie doesn't require a whole lot of brain cells to watch. Most of the film. And like, I was, I was blown away because like the first 10 minutes of the film, first 20 minutes of the film, is exposition dumping. And it's like, okay, you can have that for a scene in a movie. It's a, it's a really quick and easy way to get the viewer up to speed to the plot that you want to tell. It does end the first 20 minutes of the film where we have that scene. It's like the first minute or two of Johnny Utah being a motocross uh, person. And then his, his friend dies, falls off the cliff of the mountain Fast forward, he's done with training, he's with the FBI, and then the FBI is like, we need you, Johnny, to go after these people. As you know, they've been doing this for years, and they're called the 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 former There's, presidents. And it's like... Did they call them that? I thought that they didn't have a name. Maybe they don't have a name, but they for sure had the presidents on their helmets. Yeah. But anyways, I'm like looking, staring at the clock. I'm like, okay, we're 13 minutes in. And this is really boring. Okay, it'll pick up. 20 minutes go by. 30 minutes in, we have where we meet uh, the team, Bodhi's team. 30 minutes into the film. This film is like hour 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we're like, oh, it's like, oh, we're using that time to learn more about Johnny. No, we're learning more about Johnny's mission for all of that time. And it's like, this is not how you onboard an audience at all. You're losing every, like, oh my God. And if your target audience are dude bros that love sports, it's like, yeah, man, I want to see some cool stuff. I want to see chicks. I want to see explosions. I want to see cool sports. They're going to be checked out. Honestly, they just want to do that. Watch the original. The original. Checks all those boxes, and then guess what? There's even a story. So it's like, you might come in for those shallow things, but then you'll you'll be leaving your experience like, wow. Like, this is like a touching story about, like, uh, an FBI agent that goes on this mission, and then along the way, he learns about friendship, he, he experiences love, and then he's disillusioned by the Bureau at the end. He throws mm-hmm. his badge away. It's like, I'm done. Can't do this anymore. And it's like, wow, there's character growth. In the remake, 
None of that happens. Yeah, he goes skiing, like snowboarding down the mountain for no goddamn reason at the end. Well, he's trying to get those Zaki 8s. And then the movie explains what those Zaki 8 is for like 10 minutes. He's like, this is what they're trying to achieve. Spiritual enlightenment. The original Zaki died trying to, he didn't even uh, conquer all eights. And it's like, I don't need to know this. <laughs> I don't need to know this. This could have been like little lines as they're completing these. Yeah. Like they're going down the mountain. It's like, wow, I can't believe we did that. Not even the original creator conquered this. Boom, done. No, yeah. let's just stop all of the action for 30 minutes to explain who Johnny Utah is, who these people are, what the Ozaki 8 is, what he has to do. And it's like, oh my God. You know, if you want to do a care. better way, even he, even though you're even, you're even telling now, like, oh, even the creator didn't do this. You want to know a fun way to do it? Have a picture of Ozaki because they show a picture of him. Maybe Bodhi carries it. The true, you know, the true disciple carries a picture of Ozaki, puts it like to his heart, tucks it back in, and then goes down the mountain. There you go, Hector, the script doctor. It's like little touches like that makes the experience so much more meaningful and more enjoyable. That's why I think this film was just a cash grab, which it clearly mm. was. Oh yeah, I mean, why remake? A film, 25 years later, it's because it's a cash grab. You're not trying to introduce this uh, heartwarming story to a new audience, which if anyone that's super diehard point break is like, okay, let's, let's modernize it, but keep the same overall story. FBI agent goes in and then he's like, oh my God, these are my friends. I can't kill my friends. It's like, oh, like, wow, that will transcend any time period ever it's such a classic story Mm -hmm. and yet the film couldn't even do that no we even have like a marvel ending in this 2015 version where it's like we can't just have like a normal really bad storm hitting california that this dude is gonna like surf and die no, let's go out in the middle of the ocean. There's a hurricane happening. They Do go off the best CGI rig. of current Marvel films too. <laughs> I'm gonna see Guardians three today. I feel real. I hope. I hope that one breaks it. Sorry, sorry, tangent. But yeah, oh, I heard man. it's one of the best films. I heard it's the best Guardians film. And you know what? I'm on board for that. I don't care about this tangent. I'd rather talk about a better movie than this piece of crap. <laughs> yeah. Like. Because, like, with every trilogy, the third one always lacks. And if this one breaks the mold and, like, it's even better than the other two, it's like, whoa. James Gunn, I fully trust you in rebooting the DC universe. You can I do think, it. I think that's why. It goes back to my point about sincerity. You have a talking raccoon, a talking tree. You have a dude who was lifted to space straight from the 80s. It yes. shouldn't work. But, you, but it does. He, He's so they're so sincere about it, and he's like, "Just give us a chance," and that's why it's worked so well. If you just like, yeah, it's fun to do like little meta, like you know. I was watching this video yesterday. I didn't know we were going to talk about this, and it's good. I watched the video. It was about uh, bathos, where it's like it's kind of become this thing of like kind of meta. Like if you're not sincere, you can kind of train you. You know when you think a sincere moment's about to happen, like a rom- like a romance about to culminate, and then something ruins it. No, it's undercut like, either by comedy or a jump scare or 
Yes. More often than not comedy, especially with Marvel films. Yes. This movie does that. Uh, I think a lot of movies do that. And I think Gunn and other, and I think he was inspired by these kinds of movies where it's like, here's these silly premises. Trust us on this. We're going to be super sincere about it. We know when to cut. We know when to say, yeah, this is a little silly, but we also know when to lean into it mm-hmm. and make you and make you actually care for all these weird things. You know, because like, why would you normally care about why does an FBI agent care about the surfers? Oh, because he's learning about them and he and you're learning about them and you're starting to understand them. Yeah. And like you're along the ride with Johnny Utah because like it's not like everyone's on board with this. The Bureau is like, you're wasting our money. You're wasting our time. Oh, now you're hooking up with one of the chicks. Like clearly you're just having a great time on the Bureau's dime. It's like. It's like he's going up against so many odds because he believes in his mission. He was like, I believe they are in some way connected with these bank robberies. I'm going to infiltrate them. And then along the way, he's like, these are actually great guys. Oh, they're actually involved. I'm supposed to prosecute them. I have to maybe kill them. So then we have a conflict Mm -hmm. with him. Can I actually fulfill my duties as a FBI agent? Or do my feelings overwrite that? There is sincerity in that. In the remake, don't have that. It's just an excuse to see really cool stunts and special, well, not even special effects. But (laughs) it's just all, all, all flash and no substance. What's funny is that worked in John Wick 4. I don't, speaking of going back to the Keanu connection, it's weird because that movie has all, it's a lot of substance, but like, I dig it. I, I don't know. Have you seen it? I haven't seen any of the John Wicks, but I hear as the story continues, it unfolds into a larger world. Yeah. Uh, it loses some of this. I think one works because the sincerity of it. Well, yeah. Because you care about, you know, John Wick, the dog is his wife's his dead wife's last gift to him. Mm. So when the dog dies, you're completely on board with this mission. He has a nice. And I bet you it was only meant to be that one movie. It was meant. No, no, it's super obvious. It's only meant to be the one. Uh, they had taken. Huh? It's kind of like taken. Yeah. It's like, it was clearly, this was like almost like a B action movie, both films. And then they were super successful because it resonated with people. And then they're like, well, let's make more. And then we get uh, 28 jump cuts for Liam Neeson climbing a fence. <laughs> Bro, he's old. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, no, I'm not judging him for that. It's just more like just really bad editing. They should have just had a stunt double that kind of looks like him. Yeah. And shot from the back. Boom. Done. Yeah. Anyways. Just don't have a fence. And just have like Liam Neeson jump down from like three feet. Like, okay. You know, done. Yeah. Looks good. You don't know. If you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. But I want to go back to the sincerity uh, point that you made uh, with the trilogies because, like, um, with Guardians, it's just, like, the intent on the filmmaker. Like, they believe in the story. And we clearly see with um, Point Break, who there was three people involved in making the story, if you can believe it. Three people were brainstorming this really bad movie that seemed to have like no soul. So, oh, the remake. Yes, the remake. Okay, 
I've also yeah. like when he said no soul, I'm like, you better not be saying the 1991. No, it, it definitely had soul. But yeah. like you could see the intent of the filmmaker. They did not believe fully in this project. And the parallel I have with Guardians is Star Wars. Because like you have the first film, which you can tell Lucas believed in that project. And then with Empire Strikes Back, he believed in it. And he also had people that knew what they were doing, making the story. And then with Revenge, not Revenge, uh, Return, Return of the, the Jedi, Jedi, his creative director, Gary Kurtz, left the project because Lucas wanted to prioritize selling toys, a.k.a. the Ewoks, having Spectacle, a second Death Star. Because Gary Kurtz was like, no, this is... This is not the finale of this story. We need to go in a completely different creative direction. And it was set up to be even better than Empire Strikes Back. But, you know, the way way it went down, um, Lucas wanted to prioritize merchandising. He had like 15% like merchandise. Then he get like 15% of the merchandising money. Yeah, that totally tracks. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely makes sense. Like, but like, you have to also make a good story because mm-hmm. like you can make an awesome story and then like monetize stormtroopers or whatever. But yeah, it's just like when you don't have the right mindsets in whatever creative endeavor that you're working on, the product is going to suffer. And we see that with point break 2015, we see that return of the Jedi and with James Gunn making the third volume three of guardians People are saying, like, this is better than the other two. It's like, oh, he actually cares. Mm-hmm. And you could tell by the writing, the direction, everything about it. He cares about this thing. It's his child. And I wish people, the people that were making Point Break 2015 had the same mindset. But clearly, they didn't. And it blew up in their face because it probably didn't make money. No, I think it, let me, actually, I'm going to have the Wikipedia page open. Let me see how much it made budget-wise. I'm curious. How much did it make? America twenty eight point eight million, uh, hundred thirty three point seven million total, with a budget of one hundred five million. So it barely made its money back. Because yeah, action movies are notoriously cheap. I remember hearing just kind of like horror movies. And now imagine adding in because it doesn't factor this in marketing for the studio. Studio oh, playing marketing. Were there a lot of commercials for it? I don't remember many. There was still marketing. I mean, yeah. So that's a few million right there. So it lost money. Yeah. Hey, you win some, you lose some. Oh, yeah. You could have made an even cheaper movie and just had it be actually set with this personal drama of, like, being with people, uh, infiltrating the group, just like with the first movie. Because the first movie definitely looked like a low-budget movie. It was an action movie. I mean, you have people running through houses... We don't need people jumping down the Mount Everest and flying over hills. And it's like, you don't need all that. Mm -hmm. People want to watch characters that they care about doing things that put them in danger. And it's like, oh, that's where the tension comes in. I hope Johnny Utah gets out of this. Yeah, I hope he doesn't get uh, mauled to death by that lawnmower. Yeah, I felt some tension there. I don't even know how they even did that. I was like, is that special effects? I don't think so. I think it was just like a camera trick. 
it looked it looked really i was i was i was tense i was like oh right because i cared about the character and it's mm-hmm. keanu reeves yeah love that man he's a great man great man but hector like do you think here we go do you think we're gonna get another remake i mean this was eight years ago and in hollywood times that's like 200 years yeah are we gonna get a netflix original of point break oh i wish people know it's gonna happen you know it's Uh. gonna happen Ah, uh, the writer's strike might be good for one thing. It's delaying this. this <laughs> also, I hope the writers get their more money. That it's uh, sorry, tangent. Uh, I don't think we're getting a Netflix one. I could see for another 10 years. I think we would have gone to Top Gun one if it wasn't if Maverick had failed. I'm wondering if now if they're going to get a Point Break sequel somehow. Like a next generation deal. Mark my words. They're going to go after that uh, Top Gun Maverick money. Yes. Absolutely. Blade Runner 2049, legacy sequel. Oh, that one. That one's really good. I don't think it's going to be a sequel per se. I mean, it could be if, uh, if Keanu Reeves comes back. Because we, you can get Keanu Reeves uh, to come back where he's like... Well, he he left the FBI, so he couldn't be like a senior officer. You could get. You can have him be the guy who's. Uh... Oh, this is a weird idea. It'd be kind of a character assassination, but it would be fun. What if he kind of became a bit more rad, like almost radicalized, and he's trying to uh, start something? I don't know what yet. He becomes like just... a Bodhi character. Yeah, he kind of becomes the Bodhi. Maybe not like quite as bad, but like he's like, no, I can. You know, he's haunted in a sense by his at Bodhi and his actions in the past. Now we're this really is just for me because this is the film that I would be interested in if it was like a character study into uh, Johnny Utah as like aged, you know, 30 years and he's like reflecting back on his life. And that's kind of like the whole movie. Like, I should have, I should have been there for Bodhi. Why didn't I save him? Why did I have to become a, like, kind of like have like the whale treatments? Did you see the whale? No, I have not. I haven't either. But like, have it be this introspective story, kind of like the pig uh, with uh, Nicolas Cage, where it's just like all the action is just primarily him lamenting on his life that's the type of film i would like that would not make money no and that's not true to the point break ip yeah i I don't know i don't think well first of all they don't make sequels to commercially uh bankrupted movies so we're not getting the point break remake uh remake sequel but uh. well let's get off the fence all right do you think Point Break is even a? Do you even see it as a franchise, or do you just see it as a really good movie from the '90s that has a bad reboot? A uh, really good movie from the '90s that has a bad reboot. I'm just thinking like Hollywood executives have no soul, so I could totally <laughs> see them making a. Why would I could you... totally see them trying to make a sequel. Why would you think that? I don't know. Uh, 
because like I had a connection with Top Gun because like okay they're both their whole thing about Top Gun and uh, Point Break they're all buddy buddy they all have that like near homoerotic like just dudes being bros kind of thing vibe going yeah. brotherhood brotherhood yeah but like okay come on you want me so bad it's like ass in your mouth I I don't know I've never said anything like that to my bros <laughs> I don't know about you but uh. It's definitely a broy thing. It, oh, I know for sure. It's just like, it, yeah. Um, Come on, man, hold my dick. No homo. <laughs> oh yeah, man, whip it out. <laughs> Come on, back and pee harder than you can. Just no. <laughs> you can't piss harder than me. Have you seen my stream? Check this out. No homo. All right. The streams touch. Oh no, we're kidding. don't cross the streams. Don't cross I'm, the streams. I'm saying no homo. It's fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, uh... I'm not looking. Are you looking? I thought we were allowed to look. No, uh, I'm not checking you out. You're checking me out. No, you're checking me out. I am checking you out. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, no homo. Uh, no. Um. Oh, man. Those are the days, huh? Yeah. Um... I'm sorry, I lost my thought. Yeah, I don't know. I could see execs <laughs> trying to... I could see execs trying to market a sequel out of this somehow. Because the reboot failed. They so they're going to make it a again, scene. to be honest. What was that movie that they rebooted it? It failed and then they continued it again. Like a sequel or rebooting it again? No, I'm thinking Spider-Man. Of... No, never mind. I am thinking of a video game. Uh, Devil May Cry. They rebooted it after four. It was bad. I mean, the gameplay was fun. The story was bad. And then they just made a sequel to five. They made a sequel like a lot of years later. So I'm wondering yeah, if we can get something different. like that. Yeah, when you industry. have like video games or like stuff where it's like actors are not involved, like real actors, as in like live action, it's a little bit easier to do that. It's like, well, we tried and that was like its own thing, but we're going to do a continuation later. We see that in anime as well. I'm not a Naruto fan, um, but I heard like they kind of went back and redid. No, wait, no. It was a full male alchemist, actually, uh, where you have like, like certain seasons weren't good. You know what I'm talking about? No, oh, uh, no. So there's two full male alchemist shows. The first one, no, that's the second one. The first one caught up to the manga because the manga wasn't completed yet, so they made their own story, and it wasn't good. And then they went back with Brotherhood, and they're like, okay, this is the actual because they actually had time. Actually, I think Brotherhood finished like two weeks after the final chapter came out, it was a close call, if I remember correctly. But, like... Why wouldn't they just collaborate with the people that make the comic? Oh, it's just one lady who makes the comic. Most manga is just, like, one person or two people working on it. And they're working weekly by weekly. It's not a good, healthy thing. It actually killed one of my favorite... <laughs> no, it killed one of my favorite manga artists, uh, did Berserk. He died from, like, a stress thing. Jeez. And his thing was monthly. And then, it, yeah, I think... Sorry, wow, I'm going out way off track, but uh, that's okay. Yeah, reboots it can work. I don't know. I don't think there might be a reboot, but I'm my guess is after Maverick, we're gonna be seeing more legacy sequels. Yeah, I can see them re revisiting Point Break, but learning from the sins of the past, like okay, no. let's just stick with the original story, but like set it in 2020s. We'll give Keanu work. a lot of money to be the police chief. 
or the FBI chief. I can see him coming back to the, it's like, oh, he, he's coming out of like, oh, we need to go back. Who? Well, Johnny Utah. And then they have to tra- track down Johnny Utah. And he's like, that's what they used to call me. I'm not Johnny Utah anymore. And he's like, kind of like the outside um, reference for the FBI, like the young FBI agents. It could totally work. It could work. If done right. It, which but it you can't. Have to, you have to have the sincerity and the soul in the filmmakers. Like, I want to do an actual Point Break movie. This is my vision. And then we need a studio that believes in them. Like, you know what? We like this idea. We think it's going to work. Here's some money. Do it. Maybe one yeah. day. Maybe one day. I'm, I, I don't I'd think this is a franchise, it. though, personally. No. I just think it's like, it was a good movie. It was a flash. Like, it was lightning in the bottle. You had all the right people at the right time making this. And it was a female director, too. Yeah, she did film. great. She did a great job. And maybe that's what's missing is that feminine touch to this. Because like with the new one, it was not a female that made this movie. It was a dude. And you could tell because he focused in on the wrong things that um, the original one did not focus in on. It's like, yeah, you have that element of like action and like extreme sports, but that wasn't the focus. The focus was, uh, the characters and the heart of the characters and them interacting with each other. And I think having female touch, of course, you're going to have uh, a woman that's going to highlight that and focus in on that. And then we as the audience are going to be like, yes, I want to know more about these characters because they feel real. Yeah, it's kind of like know? American Psycho. Same, exactly. same thing. Exactly. I listened to the episode. Uh, she <laughs> focusing on the characters a lot more than just like the murders and i think that's what made it work exactly and we had a a gay guy make the script for that film as well didn't he also write the book no 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 he he wasn't the script writer he wasn't the screenplay he wasn't the guy that wrote the script <laughs> oh okay actually it was two women that wrote the screenplay huh it was the director and we talked about this in the day. You did talk about it. Now yeah. I remember. Yeah. Because it was it was a man that wrote the book, but it was it was two women that turned it into a movie. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyways, okay. back to um yeah, back to point break. I think I know this uh answer, but if you were to recommend point break to a friend, which film would you recommend, Hector? Both of them. <laughs> I have some friendships I want to burn both of them <laughs> no. uh, I'd recommend the original for sure I was gonna I forgot to ask my dad I was talking this morning I completely forgot to ask him if he's seen this but knowing him he has uh, I have I, I'd recommend this to anyone honestly it's such a good film it's like the future generations asking us have you seen this movie called The Avengers yes yes I have I was there boy I was there, there when it was released no you weren't there when it happened. You don't understand how important it was. We're going to have those discussions soon. I know. I'm like, have you seen, like, I'm like, do you see pictures of me wearing that Captain America shirt when I was a teenager? <laughs> That's why. <laughs> you don't understand. Cap meant something. 
But anyways, Best my vendor. final question for you, Hector. Yeah, I mean, before I get... I would recommend... The, duh. I would recommend the original. There's no... Like, the new one sucks. You don't want to have a friendship you want to burn? Just recommend it? It's really good to have on in the background. <laughs> it's really cool visuals. It's like, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I'm not going to sit there and actually watch the movie. It's one, it's one of those movies that you're having a party... You put it on the background on mute, which is a great way to watch a movie. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that's what the uh, the people intended uh, when they made the movie. It's like, I'm going to make this so it's on mute in the background where people aren't paying attention. One stupid nitpick. Just one stupid nitpick. They have the worst tattoos I have ever seen in a movie. Really? Like the remake? No, like I have a tattoo. Describe, I, I, describe the tattoos for the... It was just like a bunch of... Like, one of them was cool. I think Bodhi's was cool. It was like a mountain with, like, kind of, like, loose lines. So it was, like, barely a mountain. But it was, like, kind of like, you know, like, whatever. I'm cool. I don't care too much. But it's a mountain because I'm nature-y. But, like... Was yeah, it, I like, think, Adam Levine? Because Adam Levine's tattoos look terrible. It looks like he walked see. into a tattoo parlor and was like, Excuse me, sir, I want tattoos. I thought it was going to be one of everything, please. Just go in the book. I want all of this in random spots on my body. Oh, I know a dude like I know a dude who has a bunch of tattoos like that. Although he kind of makes it work. Then again, he's actually a nice dude. Unlike Adam. It's like, uh, what does that mean? I don't know. It just looks cool. Anyways. <laughs> this one says uh, darkness in Chinese because I'm dark and then or Mandarin because I'm dark. And then it, it translates like like some like like Ariana Grande that she thought she got seven rings tattooed like the words tattooed on her but it was actually like korean barbecue was it really yes <laughs> it's really a korean funny. barbecue not seven rings and then she had to fix it uh <laughs> now i'm doing korean barbecue thanks dude uh, mm, that's some good stuff but you don't want that tattooed it's like having tattooed burger king on you <laughs> if they paid me i would no um i am a shill they are my forever sponsor <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Would you recommend Point Break to a friend, Hector? The remake this time. Yes, the one that you recommended. Would you recommend that to a friend? Uh, if I hated them, yes. No, uh, <laughs> I'd recommend... See, I was going to joke around, like, I'm going to recommend it to Ed, because we have this, like, joke thing, but he's actually seen the movie. He hasn't seen the original, but he's seen the remake. You know, I didn't like Bo is Afraid, but man. Point I was Break this... 2015 makes Bo is Afraid... Look like Citizen Kane. But was afraid is a good movie. I was just disappointed that it's an Ari Aster movie, given his track record. It's like, bro, you could do better. And I feel like some creative force other than him pushing back just little tiny bits is all you need. Yeah. The funny thing is, is uh, if when you said, hey, Hector, what apps, what movie do you want to do? I was this close to being only like, hey, Armand Poe's afraid, <laughs> knowing how you felt about it. But I'm like, nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it was going to be a joke, but like, I was. <laughs> yeah, I told Carla not to watch it because she's a big Lord of the Rings fan. And the episode we did together, I was like, oh, it's the Jewish Lord of the Rings. Because <laughs> that's what Ari Aster named. And you can see the parallels. After I can you see watch the parallels. Afraid. But like, I told her, I was like, do not watch this movie. I it like sucked. the movie. I like she was the, like, it looked like it sucked. I, I didn't think it sucked. I didn't think it sucked personally, but I, I totally understand. I totally understand. From a man that heard... hasn't seen Hereditary or Midsummer. No, yeah. 
I mean, I'm not trying to compare it to his previous stuff. I'm just saying the film as is, it's fun. I like some absurdist stuff, but no, I totally get why. It was a bit of a mess in the third act. Yeah. Like, I wish it kept up the tone of the first act where it was dry. Bone dry humor. And I loved it. I thought it was great. I was like, I can see what he's going for. But the rest of the film did not have that. And I was like, why have that? And like, it was billed as a dark comedy. And I'm like, this is not a dark comedy. There's humor here and there, mostly in the beginning. But the rest of the film isn't humorous. It's like, yeah. All right. I, I dug it. Uh, I have like an anxiety disorder. So like, I'm like, oh, this is really relatable. Okay. It's a I, very interesting way to visualize what we go through with anxiety. It's like, okay, that's pretty much what it's like. But then the rest of the film is like, it's like pick a lane, Ari Aster. Like, yeah. first of all, this didn't need to, I, I, we're going to conclude this soon, everybody. <laughs> well, um, it could have, you could have chopped out an hour and it just, I think that would have made the film a little bit better, but I think he needed to pick a lane, either do the dark comedy route where it's like this anxious dude and he's like freaking out, like, oh man, uh, or have it be an introspective on the character's life. And I know like all roads led to that where it's like, oh, his mom was the problem and that's why he is the way he is. But the film felt too disjointed for me. Yeah, if, no, it sure. could have used a few more passes to like refine it. But Ari Aster wanted full control. Now it makes sense. It's a smart move on a twenty four uh, thing because the uh, the Daniels just got bought up by. Like I said in the last episode, I was in the Daniels uh, did get a contract with Universal, and they don't mm -hmm. want, now they don't want to lose their cash cow. So it's like, hey, we'll let you make a movie you want to make. We know it's gonna bomb. We're totally accepting of it. But then can you make a couple other movies for us afterwards that are more marketable and more successful? Oh, that's a smart move to make. Yeah. You get that one passion project out of the way, he'll be more than the person will be more than happy to help you out. Yeah. It's like remember when you made Bo is Afraid? Now we need you to make this. Hereditary no Hereditary Two, written by Erickson Core, the guy who did <laughs> uh the point break uh, remake. Oh my god, I think there'll be riots in the streets. All the film bros will come out like, no! No! <laughs> They'll be like, fuck! You even got Tony collecting this shit! God damn it! Even though she died? <laughs> Back from the grave? Oh my god. Hector, we're off topic. Oh yeah. <laughs> Point Break 1991 was fantastic. It was a great movie. Um, it, It's... Definitely worth a watch. Um, oh, yeah. I, I don't think anyone um, who gives it, like, a watch will be regretting it. It's a great it's a great movie. It's well-constructed. It's characters that you actually care about. Uh, and then the remake is just absolutely... It, it needs to be forgotten. There's a reason why uh, the 1991 Point Break is fondly remembered while the 2015 remake is forgotten. You want to know the best part? I completely forgot there was a remake. I watched the original, and then afterwards, on it was on HBO Max. 
gone. Like two days later, it was gone. But uh, they had a thing of like, you know, you might also like those Point Break. I'm like, I just saw this, and I'm like, oh, there's a remake. Oh yeah, it's like oh, completely yeah. forgotten. You blocked it out of out of your memory. You're like, oh god, why? Now I, I wish I could block it out of my memory. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll forget about it soon. Oh, I'm sure I will. You'd be like, oh yeah. They'll just come flooding back to you. But Hector, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was so much fun. That was a lot Where fun. can people find more of you? Do you have like a podcast or something? Yes. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Hector from Reshoot and Amateur's Guide to Gooder Film. We have you? Did you like my fix today? If you did, we have more like this with a other great cast of people. Uh, Ruthie, my wife, and Ed, one of my closest friends. Uh, we fix movies that are good, bad, or in between, and we just do our best to make it objectively better. That's right. And where can people find you? Uh, we have we're on like every single. Uh, yeah, I forgot. I was so much in the sales page. I forgot where to. Yeah, a lot of uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon. One we run a lot of them. I, I can't keep track. Can find. Fine podcast. I'll I'll link this in the show notes. Don't worry. Thank you. I'll I'll direct people. But Hector, thank you so much. We have to do this again soon. It's been too oh, long. It's been way too long. Yes. But until next time, everybody, stop that scroll. Spend more time watching. Goodbye. Goodbye. That's it for this time on the Syndicate. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Keep the conversation going by adding us on Instagram and Letterboxd at Syndicate. Or join the Discord server where you can catch Armand along other podcasters and listeners at syndicate.com slash discord. And until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Goodbye.